Welcome into the Grace One Daily Podcast. My name is Jeremiah Johnson. This is episode number 99. This is going to be a Grace Point with Greg and Kelly edition. We're very excited about that. We're going to jump in with them in just a moment. But here we are. We are one episode away from the 100th episode, the ending of season one. We hope that you've enjoyed all the content that we have given you over nearly 100 episodes now. Go through the archive. Why don't you binge it? Then next tomorrow at work, when you're sitting there on the office board, just listen to every single episode. We'll give you a award or something like that. We'll send you a candy bar. I don't know. We'll do something good for you. But we are very excited about that. Season two is going to be coming up. We'll have some new and exciting things for you. So thank you for listening to the Grace One Daily Podcast. We exist to bring you daily encouragement for your daily walk with Christ. So let's welcome in Greg and Kelly. What's up, guys? Hey, how are you? Hi. How do you how do you like guys like that? I think that sounds so natural and beautiful. Grace Point with Greg and Kelly. Doesn't like that it. sound it's wonderful? Got a, it's got a ring to it. Right. Now you guys are podcasters in your own right, right? We are. We or are. used to be retired. Yeah, we no, we're not retired. <laughs> dormant. It's, it's uh yeah, it's a uh, it's we're a in dormant. flux right now. Yeah, right. Yeah. We're planning another one though yeah. here. It's been a month. So you have yeah, a podcast called Committed, committed to, to Christ. Committed to Christ. That's it's it. based off the Anchor platform. But again, you can listen to it anywhere, whether That's it be right. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, iTunes, all those kind of things. And uh, you guys started that out of what? What was the reason or the passion for starting that well, podcast? Well, actually, you were the one that kind of turned me on to that. And then uh, I prayed about it and just kind of forgot about it. And one day I was in my car, of all places, and the Lord said, <laughs> podcast. And I said, okay. And I said, yeah. really? <laughs> And she actually does a better job than I do, I think. Yeah. Talking I, is my my strong point. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think podcasting is is such a beautiful platform that we have today that again, what I like, I said this with Greg Walden, who's another one of my podcast babies that I begin to call them now. Yes. But our culture today, everyone has a voice. Everyone can have a voice or a voice of influence. Maybe again, smaller or larger, but I think of podcasting, I think of YouTube channels, I think of social media, Instagram, Facebook, where, you know, we have the ability to project uh, our feelings, our beliefs like never before. You know, yeah. I've joked with people that I'm a big van life guy uh, that I follow some of these van lifers on YouTube. And one guy that I follow, he's got like 50,000 subscribers. He's a young dude. He wow. lives in a van, cruises around, does adventure stuff. And I think about that, like if, if he was around like 10, 20 years ago, he would be a bona fide loser, yeah. right? I mean, a bum. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everyone would be like, but now it's cool. It Everyone's is. living in vans, tiny homes, yeah. alternative living <laughs> lifestyles. And wow. So I just think it's beautiful that everyone can have a voice and we should be using our voice. Right. So even if it's podcasting, a YouTube channel, something like that, I am one of those advocates that I'm like, just dive into it, man, do yeah. it. So really appreciate that you guys have hopped into the podcast world, the world of podcasting, the Committed to Christ podcast. Yes, sir. That's so it. go check that out. Search that. The only clarification is, is that you need to, there's a couple of them, right? There's that, yeah, there was, there was two. There's one that's put on by a Catholic church somewhere, um, but ours, when you search for it, you will see three purple crosses. And then committed to Christ underneath yeah. that, and that's us. If it opens with a Hail Mary, it's not Greg and Kelly. It's not us. <laughs> well, I want to talk about the no, calling, uh, the calling <laughs> and the journey. You guys just recently joined the staff of Grace Point here in Carthage, Missouri, and uh, it's been a journey for you guys. And so we want to really talk about that because it was a big step of yes. faith for you guys, and you're still in it. It's we, yes, we never yes. get out of it. <laughs> right. We're always in it. And even two, three, four years from now, even when things might settle in a little bit more, you're still always in 
a journey. The journey never ends. It's always filled with adventure. Uh, and adventure can be an interesting word sure in, in the eyes of the Lord. So, but I want to talk about, I know, that, I know that you have your individual stories of how you got saved, but let's kind of maybe go to this place, how you guys first met and came together. Wow. How did that happen? You want her version or mine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it at a... Work. We met at work. Yes, we did. I was a telephone service technician, and Kelly's phone kept breaking all the time. And I said, ma'am, your phone is just unplugged. <laughs> oh, it's just unplugged? Yes. So let me plug it back. And then finally, I got oh, wait, a clue. It still doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. The rest is history. So... In a nutshell, that's kind of how it was. Yeah, two unsaved people living in a bunch of sin. Yep. Okay. Um, Now, I know you both, were you both married or you were married? married. or Okay. Yep. I I was was not. Right. I was not. And um, Kelly actually, it's pretty funny how it all happened. Kelly had walked away from the Lord. This was a period of time where she met me. She was not serving the Lord at this time. But she led me to the Lord. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. I mean, somebody that had had basically, would you say you turned your back on? I, yeah, totally. I was raised, you know, my mom was a Christian, raised me, put me in Christian school. I knew all the right things to say, all the right things to do. Um, thought I was a Christian, but I don't know. I, I guess it's all about that real relationship that mm-hmm. you have with Christ, you know? Right. Yeah. And that, that wasn't there, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah, I had no problem, you know, just walking away and... Right, and all Doing because all because we were hanging out one night watching a movie, and the movie was about someone who had passed away, and then another person who had committed suicide in this movie, and they got rescued out of hell somehow. And at the end of the movie, I asked Kelly, I said, "That doesn't seem right to me," you know, because I was raised Catholic, and even in in the Catholic religion, you know, that's not right. So she said, yeah, "Well, it's not right." And if I tell you this, you have a choice to make. Yeah, that's what's really funny is, you know, being raised the way I was, even though I wasn't living for God, and I, but you still know the Bible, Mm -hmm. you hear it. So I knew, and I told him, if I tell you this, then you're going to be responsible for it. Right. Yeah. You know, even I I knew that once you know, (laughs) you can't go back. Right. I was like, are you sure you want me to tell you? Right. And I was thinking about, because, you know, we've been talking a a lot about our testimony here lately, about who we are and where we've come from and kind of how we got saved. And, and the more I think about it, I, I realized that that movie that we watched that night was on a Friday. And the following Sunday, we went to the Assemblies of God Church that you were raised in. And that was the Sunday that I actually accepted the Lord. Okay. That, that I said yes to, to we, Jesus. We, stayed, we, went, we did go to the Catholic Church for a while, yeah, which yeah, was good with me that, because right. we, we were you know, trying to be good, which I was always right. good at being good. You know, <laughs> I had no problem yeah. being good. Yeah, but after that movie, it was I was done. Man, I was, okay. I was all yeah. his after that. And then um, we both gave our lives over to the Lord and got married a short time after that and have been serving him ever since. So was that the same time, same weekend? You guys recommitted the, your life to the Lord together, or was it a separate No, I think it was separate. Process? I, I, was, I was fine with telling him everything and, and okay. going to, we, yeah. like I said, we went to Mass for a, for a couple yeah. months, I think, before we started going back to yep. uh, Evangelical Church. Right. And then was when I think I had to confront my disobedience or just, just realizing, wow, you know, this is real. Mm-hmm. God and and gen- then being able to um, accept God's forgiveness, you know, um, w- it's one thing to know God forgives you. It's another thing 
to be able to accept that, especially after, you know, I re- it's that real- realization of repentance, you know, mm-hmm. the true repentant heart and all the things that I had done, things that I knew it just coming back. And that was my moment where it was like, wow. Yeah. You know, God does So the first me. step was kind of like, let's kind of do some religious, and yeah. I don't mean to put down no, the Catholic no. church because I, I have Absolutely. friends that are right. Catholic right. that I right. legitimately believe know the Lord, follow right. Jesus, right. But disciples. you can still drink and you can still yeah. do things that you were doing. Yeah. And there's no conviction, mm-hmm. no, no condemnation from anybody. Yeah. You know, which was, which was good with me. Right. You know? Yeah. And I think we all kind of bat, well, maybe not we all, that shouldn't, isn't the right way to say it, but I know a part of my journey was like, okay, maybe I can do religion and kind of, you know, yeah. exactly. do Jesus and do my stuff too yeah. at the same time. Right. But it seems like that becomes very unfulfilling very fast right. and you're still confronted with the same truth and the right. same reality of if well, you're going to Well, that's how really I ended up Jesus there in the first everything. place was, you know, right. living yeah. that, trying to, trying to live that self that life through myself without, without God, without that relationship, you can mm-hmm. be good for a while, you know, but without that relationship, there's nothing. Right. And I think that, that I said that Sunday when we went, cause I know we did go to that, uh, to the AG church that Sunday. And that, that was the relationship that I wanted. That's when I really accepted Christ. But I don't think Kelly was ready to go back because the people knew her, the people in there knew what she had done and she had walked away and she wasn't ready to face that, that yet. (laughs) And I know I can remember you were worried about what everybody thought about you, but then there was a point where you just said, you know, well, there was a lady who came up to me um, and it was someone that I knew who I trusted. She was an older lady in the church and she came up to me and she said, I want you to know that when you walk back in there, there's going to be a lot of people who think are looking at you. They're talking about you. She said, but don't listen <laughs> yeah. to them. They don't matter. Wow. You know, she's like, it's God. You need to be here for God. So that was like where we talk about God uses someone to speak to you mm-hmm. when you need it. You know, and she, she's a, just a normal person. It wasn't like she's something special. But when she said that to me, that was exactly what I needed to hear, wow. you know, at that time. It's interesting. I, I A little bit different, but for me in terms of fought, when I chose to follow Jesus, some of my difficulties in following Jesus came from within the realms of, or the walls of the church. Yes. I mean, when I got saved, some people were like, oh, he's not legitimate. Yep. He's right. not, yep. uh, he's just getting saved because he likes Rachel. Uh, he's just, <laughs> what, oh, just some of these things that were like very hard for me to process and kind of, yeah. uh, understand because I felt there was a purity to my faith and a purity of my desire mm-hmm. to be like, now nah, I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to do this. And then when you have people who, uh, I mean, it's one thing to have my friends who aren't saved or not Christians questioning that or that, that side of things, but to have people within the church, uh, in a sense, some of those inward battles. And that was just really weird and awkward for me because it was kind of like, man, I'm finally doing the right thing. Yeah. And, this person's the, upset about yeah. the way I'm dressed. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And sure. now I'm getting questions from those who should be the champions exactly. of the decision yeah. that right. yeah. I have made. Right. Yeah. So you get saved. You kind of now are choosing the Lord together. Yes. Uh, happened maybe not on the exact same day or the same moment. Mm-hmm. What what becomes of life then as you're now both really committed to follow Jesus? Well, well we got married a short time after that because we both knew uh, we needed to. And... Um, because you so, were living together at the time? No, or? we were not. Okay. We actually each had our own home. So during that process, Kelly sold her home and then uh, stayed with her parents a, was a, a week or so before we got married. And yeah, then she moved in. I had a daughter after we did and that. I didn't want, you know, I didn't want her to see me living with somebody. Not that I wasn't doing, I, I, not that I was doing everything right, mm-hmm, but I didn't right. want her to see that. She was only four at the time um, when I was about four and a half when I met Greg. Sure. So, 
you know, I didn't want her to, I wanted to try because we were going to church, you know, and trying to, I wanted to try and set some kind of example for her. Of course, it takes a long time for God to sanctify you, but yeah, because you know, I think we dated for like two years. He had to make sure that, you know, I was, <laughs> that we were serious and everything. Mm-hmm. He's, he comes from a divorced home and sure. I had been divorced. So there's that, you know, reluctance to step into a relationship with yeah. someone because, you know, they say when you've been divorced, it's easier. You know, usually the statistics are yeah, that people who have been divorced. The percentages are, increase. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and the other thing was I wasn't sure, and this is going to sound really bad, that I wanted to raise somebody else's child. Yeah. I yep. mean, that was something that yeah. I was looking at. But see, I wasn't saved and I was, and Kelly and I were dating and, you know, she had her daughter. And here's the amazing thing. When God got a hold of me, it was no longer like a, a burden. When we got married, the first thing that our daughter, Courtney, said to me was, I love you, daddy. She called me dad the moment we got married. She's, she, she's called me that ever since. And she was what, six, six, six when we got married. And, wow. And it's been great. I mean, there's, yeah. there's never been that step thing or, you know. <laughs> yeah, she just has two like dads. So she doesn't. It's, just, it's, been, it's been wonderful. You know, yeah, and my, you know, that that's a, a great point though. My dad, I'm from divorced family. My dad's never been remarried. He got serious a couple times, but the one of the most serious relationships he had was with a woman who had two younger children at the time when my sister and I were both high schoolers and exiting. And he was like, I can't do it. Yeah, I can't. I can't start over again. I don't. Right. <laughs> All those kind of things, right. you know. And I, I can't even imagine. I have uh, one sibling that is divorced multiple times with several kids and different fathers. And I don't even know how that could flush itself out. I have a hard enough time in my own personal life, being married and with my kids, right, like sure. living life every day on top of trying to figure out schedules with not one, but multiple yeah. people. That's very interesting. So, right. So yeah. So after, um, after we got married, um, I think we were fine for about a year and then we decided we wanted more kids. Um, and we thought we would try, uh, adoption and through the foster care system. Mm-hmm. So we were foster parents for, uh, was it a year or two years, two years, two years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we did that and that, that's really hard. That's, uh, when you yeah. get, when you get foster <laughs> children that are infants and you have them for several months and you go through the baby stage with them, they, they learn how to crawl, they learn how to, and then you have to give them back. Yeah. They only know you. That, that yeah. was, that was very difficult. Yeah. But that was a God thing too. Um, the baby that we had to give back, she was about a year and a half when she went back with her mom and her mom would call me. We had a good relationship. God built that relationship with her parents, you know, and she had Mm -hmm. a brother too. And, and so she'd call me up and say, you know, I can't do her. I I didn't raise her. I don't know her. You need to do it. And I was like, no, you know, she's yours. You can do this, you know, and that was God to be able to say that, you know, and, and still today, you know, we, we still communicate back and forth on Facebook and you know, her mom, they have lots of brothers now. She's, she's the only girl, but she has lots of other brothers. And so it's been amazing, you know, that whole thing, how God just works through things. Mm-hmm. So that was a journey. Yeah. But so, then you realized like you could have kids. Yeah. You, you, well, you remembered how to actually, <laughs> <laughs> that's a kind of funny story too. So about, um, so the, the foster kids left and we were all broken hearted and everything. And about a year later is when we finally were, we just decided, you know what? If it's just the three it. of us, we're okay right. with that because nothing's happening. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, uh, I mean, we went, I went to the doctor and everything. And he's like, well, we can start doing all this 
testing and whatever. We're like, you know what? No, we don't want to get into that. We're fine. We're just fine. We're, mm-hmm. we are. So we're sitting at a church service one day and praise and worship ends. And our pastor gets up on the mic and he says, there's a couple here that's been trying to have kids for years and you haven't been able to have children. Just believe God. That's all he said. Just believe God. And I'm like elbowing Kelly. She's sitting there going, no, that's not us. At that point, I'm in my, I'm in my later 30s. And I'm thinking, yeah, because oh, you know how many people here want to have children? Yes, that's right, right. That's not like, us. And I'm, I'm thinking, that's me. You know, I'm like, you know, ready Greg's to jump claiming up. claiming it. I'm He's claiming like, that. Yes. So, uh, yeah, about two months later, uh, Kelly is pregnant. Right. So, and with, with Aaron. So, with Aaron, yeah. And uh, the rest is history. With yeah. Him. That's why I have the whole theory with Pastor Rachel and anyone ever asks, I'm like, yeah, we're having more kids. It's our plan. It's our, because then we, then we won't. If you say you're not going to, then you will. So I practice reverse psychology. (laughs) That is so true. Yeah. We kind of had the same thing with the boys. It's like, okay, we're, we're done. We're happy. We're good. And, and not that we didn't have some intentionality there and trying one more shot, but we kind of, you know, like, okay, we're good. Let's move on to the next stage of life. And bam, there you go. Yeah. Two little power rangers, two, two power rangers, two monsters, two things, thing one and thing two pop out. That's right. (laughs) So was the vision of life then at that point, just kind of, okay, we're saved. We're going to follow Jesus. At what point does the calling you know, start to come into play there? I was there? thinking about that. I, I mean, it's for me, it's been kind of progressive. You know, I never woke up one day and decided, oh, I want to be a pastor today. Um, or I never woke up and thought, oh, I want to be a worship leader. You know, we were just going to church, doing the, the you know, the so church man. thing. and yeah, um, being a servant. Yeah. I think really what changed us is when our family started migrating to South Carolina. Yeah. Really, um, from a jo- for a job, uh, our father-in-law started the move, um, or my father-in-law started the move with his company. And then uh, our daughter decided when she graduated high school, she wanted to move in with Kelly's parents in South Carolina because it was fresh. It was a new start. So she left. Well, then Kelly's brother left, and then Kelly's nephew left. So it's like all her family <laughs> moved. And, and she's like, we don't want to move. I want to move. I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to move. All my family's here. My job's here. Everything's here. It took me a year to finally just give up to God and say, okay, I'll go. And after I said, okay, I'll go, everything fell in line. We didn't even have to try to sell our home. It was like everything was laid out for us. It, it was just, it was like, You had no choice but to do what he, what, what right. God was lining up for you. <laughs> right. It's kind of like the was, same thing you did so with Missouri. Ob- it was so <laughs> obvious. It's like, this is my yeah. plan. This is what I want. And there's a fear factor there, you know, because you're living in comfort. And he, he's asking you to do something. You're like, man, you step out. Yeah, right? that's like 700 miles away. I don't have a job. I don't have a house. Yeah, I know her parents, but like, what about us? You know, I mean, I'm comfortable here. I, I know what to expect every day. You know, so it was, I think that's really when, um, the calling started to come was that, that, that step of faith there, because once we got to South Carolina, then it was another step of faith to find the right church. Mm-hmm. You know, the place is loaded with churches, Yeah, but we had that we, you know, we wanted to find the right one and we did. Baptist churches specifically. Yes. yes. <laughs> but several. you bring up a great point there, which I have tried to 
reiterate or think about a lot along the journey is I think we get a little bit caught up. May, I, may, I wouldn't use the word calling, but I'd use the word purpose. A lot of mm-hmm. people are like, what's my purpose? Right. Oh, what's right. my purpose? Well, your purpose is to follow Jesus. That right. That's to know him and to make him known. That's the easiest, most foundational way that I can explain it to people. Right. And that's my life mission to know him and to make him known. And so yes. we, I think we get a little bit caught up in the like, what's my purpose as in, oh, I'm supposed to be this or that, a right. pastor. Uh, right. and, and, and there's a little bit of, I don't like that because that, that takes us away from just the simple focus of following Jesus, because I believe out of that will come a kind of a, a little bit more natural direction when you seek that out anyway. Sure. I mean, it's kind of one of those scriptures that we've read before, seek first the kingdom of God, all right. these things will be added unto right. you. When you're just really focused on him, he will put the pieces in place and into play a lot easier if you're just constantly trying to force it. And so just be, be available, just seek him. And in the context of the church, I tell people just, you know, for me, I'm a pastor and there's a lot of things that I do now that people say, some people might say, Oh, you're good at this. Or I think you're good at that. Uh, And that seems to come very natural for you, but it's almost like everything that I do now that people would say, maybe I'm good at, it are things that I never did before or never came natural to me. I just was available mm-hmm. to do them. You know, like a lot of people now like, oh, you get up on stage and blah, blah. And, you know, as a kid, very shy, like no one ever, I, first of all, I didn't grow up in a Christian home, but no one's like, oh, he's going to be a little preacher someday. <laughs> like, oh, I just, sure. oh, he's such a great little guitar player. He's just going to be a worship leader yeah. someday. He's going to, these kind of things. None of those things were even a thought. I just got saved, just started following That's the right. Lord, just started like doing everything I could in the church, just was available, just volunteered. And here I am today. And I, and in that, I guess the other point I'm trying to make is that in that I never struggled with that. I never struggled. I have at no point ever, ever, and I I sincerely mean this, since the moment I got saved, have I ever questioned like, oh, my calling, my purpose. Oh, I mean, there's been moments where I needed direction. Right. And God, where are you taking me or to another place? But never, never an identity crisis or a calling crisis. Right, right. Right. And I knew for myself, if I really wanted to be happy, that I was going to have to do and follow the Lord and do what he was asking me to do. Yeah. And change is hard for Greg. It it is. He's not a person that, that likes change at all. I mean, I, you know, I, I think like, I'll just say like his mom has had the same, well, no, she did get new furniture after you guys moved out, but she doesn't change anything. He's never had any change. I can remember first got married and I'd move the furniture around in the living room and he would get all freaked out. What'd you move that for? It was fine right over there. Why'd you have to move it? You know, he, so it's, it's been mm-hmm. more, I think for him, an adjustment to, to it's make getting, the changes. It's getting easier though. Yeah. The but more the, I move, yeah, Now we're ready easier. for van life, you know? <laughs> it's like, yeah. We've lived a couple of different places yeah. and yes. van life. Oh, yes. Thank you, Belinda. <laughs> we're driving oh, on the yes. way here and I told, I told the guy, I said, Hey, we could just buy an RV and we'll just park it over <laughs> there and I'll be good. But I mean, really though, I mean, I think if, if God's got a call on your life and you don't follow that you're not going to be a very no. happy person. You know, I looked up a scripture before the podcast, <clears throat> excuse me. It's a Romans eleven twenty nine. for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Mm-hmm. You know, that, yes. that call on your life is not going right. to go yep. away. Right. Yep. And I, I, you see so many people bury it. They run from it and it, because and it's, it's scary. You got to take that step. Right. And, and when you, you do know. that, you're not running towards God anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. You're running away from him. Right. And that's, that's something I don't ever want to do. Yeah. You know, so every step of faith, no one hasn't been easy, 
right. but it's been, that's where the joy's at, you know, yep. and I would rather have joy than anything else in my life. Yeah. And you can convince yourself all you want to that. Sure. You're yeah. in the right you path. Talk yourself but, right on. Yeah. That's right. Well, yeah, because yeah. we got here, we, the house, the whole house fiasco, you know, trying to figure out where we're going to live. We, we, we knew God wanted us here, right. but the devil has fought us the whole way. Yes. And we could have stepped back and been like, oh, this can't be God, you know, but we pressed through, you know, we're pressing through and we know no matter what, I mean, God has just done little things to show us and no matter what, he's going to take care of us. And it doesn't matter. The things that you think are important and you don't want to give up when he calls you into the ministry, those are the things that own you, mm-hmm. you know, That's and it's true. so That's nice. Good. It's yep. so nice to step away and know, you know, Hey, I'm not perfect. You know, I, I don't, I, I don't always make the right decisions, but this decision was right. This is what God wanted me to do. And I have no question that, that, that he's going to take care of me. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm a big, uh, entre- uh, podcast junkie and I like some of these entrepreneurial type podcasts of people who started this business yeah. or product yeah. or et cetera. And I literally have never heard one yet where I was like, man, it was just so easy and the company just day one right. and now we're yeah. billionaires oh, and yeah. there and every one of those circumstances, there were mega struggles, obstacles, things that had to be overcome. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just saying in terms of spirituality and our callings, if things are coming easy, I don't think you're headed towards greatness Question. is what I'm trying to say is I honestly don't. I don't think you're headed towards greatness. I think there'll be pockets and seasons of uh, peace, seasons of uh goodness. And it's, it's not like God just wants us to be tortured our entire right. existence on earth, right. serving him. <laughs> right. uh, some people are, some people are being tortured for Christ right now. They're right. going to yeah. die, etc. Yeah. literally. Uh, but uh, there is just going to be struggle throughout the, the context of the journey. And we have to sure. learn to embrace that and push through it. And, and those really are the moments of greatness. I think where God can stretch us, grow us, etc. It's there to make you stronger. You know, those things he allows into your life. I mean, think of the testimonies of some people. If they say, if I didn't go through this, mm-hmm. right, right. I would never be where I am right now. Right. You yeah. step out of self-awareness and right. more into God's plan for your life, right. not your own. Right. So you get to South Carolina and then what happens? You got in a church, you're yeah. serving. Yeah. Well, we well, met you. We got, we, got, yeah. Yeah, we got into a church. Yeah, started working with children. Yeah. And that was um, so, it was wonderful. I, I loved it. That's where I found out. Wow. Because I had always thought, um, you, when I was in school and everything, I was involved in the choir. So I was always more musical, but you know, when God, God had somebody come up to me and say, Hey, you know, you want to come help with the children? It was like, okay, I can do children. I'm a mom, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I started doing children and I was like, I love these kids, yeah. you know, and God showed me how I am, I am impacting these kids. I am teaching them about the Lord. I'm showing them Christ's love. And some of them had not seen that. And some of them wanted so much attention. And it was just like, wow, you know, this is a window that I can, I can use this. And so it was wonderful. It was that, that was for me. That was when the call just hit me. Like I need to be doing something more than what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. That was a, that was a, a great place, a great place to grow and really find the, out what you're, calling i guess right right was right and it's the same for myself as well and uh, and there was a i remember there at the church there was a prophecy that came one day that said that was going to be a sending church and it has proved to be so yeah yeah mm-hmm. i mean it really yeah. has um and i remember when when i found out that that uh, you all were leaving to move to missouri 
after, you know, we had our conversation, I thought, wow, Lord, I want to be like that someday. I want to be able to just go with you. You know, when you, when you bring an opportunity to me, I don't want to think about it for, you know, two or three months or whatever, because then you're never going to do anything. Right. Right. I mean, I just want to like pick up and go. Yeah. But I was looking at my situation there going, man, I got a really good job right now. (laughs) I got a really nice house. I got a really good income. Do I really want to leave this? But I, I, I wasn't presented the opportunity at that time. Yeah. I just thought, how could this ever happen? I mean, how could it ever happen? I just kind of let it go and just went on with my life and thought, well, we're really going to miss the Johnsons. They were great. Yeah. They really blessed us and we learned a lot from them, but I guess they're going their own way and we're going ours. Yeah. So, you know, um, so, yeah. And God's, you know, God is, I think, interesting in this particular scenario of you coming to Missouri is God is a God of right timing, you know, yes, the God yes. of the For right sure. timing. Yeah. And I even think of our, our past intersecting, crossing. And when, you know, when we, I mean, I had this thing in my brain from the moment I left Utah, I had a good friend there, Miguel, that again, I kept saying, I knew I was going to land someplace in the distant yeah. or near future. Mm-hmm. And we had this dream of like, Hey, we're going to be on staff together. We're going to do this yeah. together. Yeah. When I get this job, I'm going to call you up and you're going to be my first staff person. And really felt like he was in sync with, in sync with me and that mental mindset. And then that moment finally comes and I call him up and it, you know, it just, he didn't want that, you know? And right. so I was really bummed out because it's like, Hey, uh, cause I'm the kind of person, if you're going to say something like that, I'm going to hold you to yep. it a little bit. Yep. And, uh, Hey, you said you <laughs> yeah. were willing to do whatever, you know? Yeah. So I'm just that kind of, we talked about this before we, yeah. we hit the record button, you know, <laughs> sure. people, I'm going to go to Africa. And when people say that I'm going to hold them to that. And if they don't like, I know I'm not Jesus in this regard, you diminish in my eyes, you know, yeah. I lose, there's a certain amount of res- yeah. respect I lose because you told me mm-hmm. you were willing to do this. And now when the moment comes, you're not willing to do it. And I understand, yeah. you know, God's calling direction, et cetera. Sure. But uh, then going through that process and, you know, like for you guys, not, not that in my brain, I was thinking about today at the gym, I'm like, well, I didn't really, it's not that I didn't think of you, but I didn't think of you in that moment or that time for whatever reason my brain never clicked over into Mm -hmm. to saying well i should call greg and kelly so then you know then i called another couple um in illinois who were friends of a really good friends of mine and you know started conversation it felt like that was going to be the thing and then it ends up being like no that wasn't the thing and then uh then my friend miguel calls me back uh, then we hired a children's pastor, Justin Bella, who's been on the Grace One Daily podcast. And uh, then he, then my other friend Miguel calls. Okay, well maybe I want to come. He's like, well, uh, well now I don't have the financial freedom to bring you on in the way that I could have brought you on right. if you would have responded a few sure. months ago. Right. So sure. things have changed now. So then, but then he comes back and then he says no again. And, and so just an immense amount of frustration of who is willing to take a jump and a step of faith. And again, I understand it because uh, the, the only reason I can now boldly get in people's face a little bit and be like, come on, man, is because I have done it before. Right. It doesn't mean I'm a superhero. doesn't mean I'm anything special, but I do understand what it means to, to take a radical step of faith. And I'm not saying everyone has to do what I did, but I was just in that place where like, who is going to take a step of faith? I'm not asking for complete, like, you know, live in cardboard box uh, (laughs) and live off of, you know, the crisis center food, et cetera. You know, there's limitations in what I have to give, but who, man, who is that 
person or people or couple that's going to take a step of faith. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to call Greg and Kelly. So you probably felt in a little bit like the let the guy, the last guy on the thing, but I don't think that was the thing. It was just God, you know, how God lined that up. I don't, I don't think we felt that way at all. No, not at all. No, no, no. When Greg got the message, came out to tell me that you would text him, I thought, are you serious right now? Yeah. I don't. I don't want to move to Missouri. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because as, as much as and then, then the the one thing I said is because I remember telling God I'll go anywhere, but please don't send me to Chicago. Yeah, I'm all done with <laughs> snow. You know, I've been there. I'm done. <laughs> please just let me stay somewhere where it's warm. Yeah. And so then I started checking out the weather. <laughs> like, okay, at least yeah. if I'm leaving South Carolina, yeah. I'm not going to some. You know, but you know the, the crazy thing about it is I. I mean, as good of a job as I had, I felt like I was stuck. I was going to be you stuck were trapped. There. I was you trapped. Kept telling I was, me. Yeah. Stuck there for the rest of my life. I, Kelly, I don't want to do this for the rest of my yeah, life. It's like, yeah. There's no way out of here. I don't see any yeah. way out. Right. I did have a, a privilege of being able to listen to podcasts all day long. Yeah. <laughs> so right. I, I was staying in touch with you guys and everything through that. But I was like, I, I'm going to be here forever. Right. I, I would, I really want to do God's work, but I don't see how, you know, yeah. you're looking at your burdens. I got this house, I got yeah. this car, I got all but these even responsibilities. Me, I, felt, I felt like I was, and, I was stagnant. I wasn't doing anything. You know, I was homeschooling Aaron, but I wasn't even, I wasn't working. I kind of just felt like it was existing, right. you know, just kind of in that, I don't know, holding pattern or something. Right. So. Yeah. And then we got the call from you and that was like, wow. Yeah. We came out here. Yeah. And I think when we, when we came, we were thinking, oh, I don't know. We, we things, because we were, we were struggling at the church we were at was a church plant and then um, things started to flip and I was like, okay, this might be okay. You know? So then we were like, okay, Lord. But, and then we, we both decided, nope. We're going to go to Missouri and we're going to see, you know, just see what God does. We're going to have an open mind because we didn't want to miss the call. You know, we, we, we were ready to make a change, whatever God wanted. We were going to do the youth at the church plant. You know, I had decided I was going to plug in somewhere and do something. So when we came here, I think God just really rocked it. He totally, he took us and he just really scared Mm -hmm. us to death. You know, we, we had to make a choice. Yeah. And that's at least how I felt. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, <laughs> this is your opportunity. And this is going to come once. Are you really serious? You know, my, mm-hmm. my feet are to the fire and I have to decide. Yeah. And I think Greg, you know, Greg felt that way too. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to make that change, but. Well, and I will say when, when God's, when God's asking you to do something uh, in our situation, doors started closing right. around us, you know, cause we were at a church plant. We're thinking, man, we're really going to get plugged in here. Um, he'll probably bring me on as an associate pastor there. Cause that was kind of the talk. And all of a sudden you just see these things just kind of stop. And the friendship that you have with the people there kind of changes a little bit. There's flux. Yeah. Not in a bad way, but it's like, you know, that God well, is you see God raising other people up. Right. And the mm-hmm. opportunities for them, you know, you see that and you don't want to get in the way. And you kind of feel like, okay. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like you see how God is pointing you into this direction he wants you to go. <laughs> yeah. And and that's that's really kind of what happened with us there. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, again, uh, not as the official voice of God, but for you in particular, as I prayed, it was like, this is your time. This is yes. your time. Sure. To now buckle down yeah. and to do it to say, okay, we're not, right. we're not going to go through the whole process. We're going to do the whole thing. We're going to knock this thing out. We're not going to mess around because it's it's easy to exist or it's easy to yes. keep oh, yeah. doing things that that you can feel okay with. You know, it's yeah. kind of like yeah. maybe not a completely relative story, but still one of my greatest heroes, 
that died, uh, a missionary, Ron DeVore. He was a engineer. He was uh, very successful financially, etc. And in his 60, early 60s, I think, or maybe late 50s, right around 60. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the time in America. Our culture says, well, man, you're moving right. into retirement. Yep. This is the time to shut it down. This is the time to just enjoy life. Sure. And, that's right. and at, that, at that point in time, he gets the call from God to be a full-time missionary in Uganda. And he accepts that. And, and at that time, he he's a Christian. He's serving the Lord, yeah. tithing to the church. Yeah. He's going on missions trips uh, a couple times a year. Uh, he's giving to missions. I mean, he could have been really content with being like, hey, this is this is good, right? right I'm Christian. Right, right. Follow. I go to church. I give to the church. I give to missions. I do missions. Right. Like, that's, that's pretty awesome. That's better than 90%, 95% of most American Christians. Like, what's wrong with that? And, you know, then he, but he takes that radical step of faith. He then goes on to plant 30, 40 churches in Uganda, builds a, a, a prison ministry, uh, feed his lambs, uh, orphanages and children's ministries. And he ends up just taking that sucker into his late eighties, uh, wow. and, and dying. And man, what, you know, if he would have just existed, if he would have just bypassed, well, I know what would have happened. God would have called number one, God would have called someone else, else yep. and they would have got that blessing right. and they would have got that opportunity. Right. But secondly, you know, he could have, you know, he just would have existed and you know, just, and he's the kind of guy, he would have had the money, like get the RV, yeah. the nice RV, yeah. get the cabin, get the lake house, get yeah. the, yeah, uh, right. have, have the snowbird property and have the Northern property, yeah. uh, et cetera. And he could have done all those things and felt probably totally comfortable with his Christianity, but he made the step of faith. And so I just want to do that as I get older, uh, keep taking more steps of faith, uh, and being willing to, just do crazy things. You only got one life. That's you right. only got that's one right. life. That's at least that's our belief system is yes. you don't get to come back for a second, third, fourth, fifth life. You got one. Right. So why not take some steps of uh, radical steps of faith? Right. Uh, because what, what is, what is money? You know, again, the Bible says, what good is it if a man that's gains right. the whole world yet forfeits his soul? That's right. Right. I think of, I think of Peter when you're talking, I'm thinking about when God looked at Peter and said, do you love me? And Peter's like, yes, I love you, God. He's like, no, but do you love me? And it took Peter, I mean, what do you mean? Yes, I love you. And that's kind of how I feel. You know, it's like, okay, God is saying, I know you love me, but do you love me? Then Mm. feed my sheep. And he didn't, you know, look at, look at, if Peter would have just decided that he loved God, he wouldn't have been used the way he was. God would use someone else, but, you know, to take, to take that step, to step out on the water after God, Mm -hmm. when you don't know what's going to be there, you know, that's when you really answer that. Yeah. You know, I've, I don't think I've said it on this podcast, this particular story, but I was in the mountains of Mexico in Chihuahua with the Tadamara at the festival Tadamara and preaching. And there was a guy from New Jersey, I think, Pennsylvania, something like that. Older white guy, probably 60s. And he had preached and it was very similar. We were pastors, passion for short term missions. And and I think he could kind of it was probably a moment where like I kind of see myself in this guy, you yeah, know, I sure. see myself in this younger guy. And so I want to speak into him. And he gave me this great illustration. He's like, young man, I want, uh, I want to tell you this story. You know, one day when we get to heaven, we're going to be up there, you know, and there's, there's going to be a fire. There's going to be a huge campfire and we're going to all be sitting around it. And there's going to be two circles. There's going to be a circle on the inside and there's going to be a circle on the outside when we get, once we get there one day. And he said, the circle on the inside that's going to be all the people, the great men and women of faith who 
who are going to be sitting around telling the stories of how they did amazing things for God. And he said, the circle on the outside, those are going to be Christians. Now they're going to make it, they're going to get to heaven, but they're going to be the ones who don't have any stories to tell, but they'll only be, they'll be the ones listening to the stories of the people on the inside of the circle, telling of the amazing things that they did for God. So which one do you want to be? Do you want to be on the outside or do you want to be on the inside? You know, he said it way more eloquent and in a New Jersey-ish kind of old man (laughs) accent. And like, I want to be, in the inside circle i want to be on the inside circle uh but it was powerful you know he's like obviously this is not a true story maybe there will be a fire campfire in heaven two circles there could be but the point was is like do you want to tell the stories in eternity one day of how you are a radical person of faith or do you just want to listen to the stories and i want to tell the stories Uh, I don't want to be on, I don't want to be in the audience listening. I want to be on the stage, not, you know, in the right way. I'm not saying that in arrogance, but I want to be the one doing the stuff. So I'm telling the stories while everyone else is just listening. And I thought that was a great illustration and motivational type story to be like, okay, Lord, help me to keep taking steps of faith. Help me to keep stepping out when no one else is doing it. When everyone else is just, you know, just listening and existing, help me to be doing. Absolutely. And that inner circle, you're closer to the fire. Yeah. You know, you're hot. It's, yep. it's warmer there. Yeah. You know, it's great. It's a good place to be. I always put it like this when I bring people on the podcast. What do you feel like some of your life anthems are now? Like th- those things that just just emanate from you? Or or what's, uh, I guess in particular, this specific topic, we're talking about the calling uh, of God. What, what's your advice for people now? Someone like you, it's almost kind of like, what would you tell yourself, you know, three years ago? Or, you know, what would you tell someone today who's coming up to you that's in the midst of ready? You know, they're trying to decide, should I do this or not do this? What's God calling me to do, right? I mean, example being, what if one of my daughters came up to you today and said, man, what uh, what am I supposed to do with the calling of God? What do you find some of your now main pieces of advice are for people. Well, actually, this is kind of funny that you asked that because one of your daughters did come up to me last <laughs> night and was telling me, oh, I want to do this. I want to be a songwriter. I want to be a pastor. I want to be a youth leader. I want to be a guitar player. I want to do all this. And I said, if you're in the ministry, you will. You're going to do all those <laughs> right. things. You know? And maybe even all at the same time. Yep. You know. So I would just encourage people to take that step of faith. You know, Last night in, in youth, that's what we talked about, is the calling of God on your life. I think so many people, when, when God brings you the call, you look at, at this thing as a mountain. Right. How am I going to climb this? How am I going to get to the top of this thing? One step at a time. Right. And, you know, too, we we watched last night, Pastor Rachel was showing us videos of things that people can do that that are in the ministry. You don't have to be a pastor or a missionary. You can be the person that, like, I mean, I have always been in the administrative side of things. So I'm in the office, but I still have a job to do. And if I'm not here, then there's things that Mm -hmm. don't get done in the church. So, you know, it doesn't, you don't have to be that person on the, in the front, you know, you don't have to be, but you, but God, if God is calling you to do something, have courage. Yeah. 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 And do what he says. Yeah, he'll man. use everything you have. Praise God. Well, you're here. You're here now, <laughs> yes, sir. No turning back. Nope. I have decided. <laughs> Let's sing it together. Fun. To fun. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for your thoughts, Greg and Kelly. And guess what? Guess what? Guess what? what? Next episode is going to be the 100th yes. episode. Yes. We'll see you then. <laughs>